You're going to meow podcast network. Hey everybody. This is April. I'm your host of bless your heart. I am with the you going to meow podcast network at www.yougonnameow.com. You can find us on all social media at slash you going to meow on whatever social media you go to. We're probably there. Um, while you're here, check our website for other shows. We've got VHS Vengeance with Nick Puente and Dave Lowry. We've got Angelically Challenged with Allison Troy and Angelique Harrington. And we have The Boo Ha Ha with Emily Faye Coleman. I mean, we've got movie-related, we got funny skit, and then we got ghost stories, so you can't go wrong. And then, if that's not your thing, you got Bl- Bless Your Heart, which is what we're doing right now, which is just me chatting with local comedians and talking about our miss haps in life or you can listen to marriage survival boot camp which is me and damon talking about how we've been married for 23 years and have no fucking idea how we did that so (laughs) welcome to bless your heart uh i am here today with steve moreno um did i say that correctly steve Nah, but it's no. Fine. Okay, Nobody ever gets say it, right. it correctly then. Moreno. Moreno. Okay. See, I just want to say Morno. Every time I look at it, I'm just like Steve Morno. It's closer than some people have. Done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I'm so damn literal sometimes. But um, uh, so I was looking here. So if anybody wants to find you, because you're a local comedian here in Portland, so if anybody wants to find you and talk about and come see you where you're performing or chat with you on Twitter, they can get you at Douchman. At Douchman on Twitter, right? Yeah. D-O-U-C-H-E-M-A-N-N. Yeah, with two N's. Two N's. The second N makes it douchey. Yeah, because why do you need that second N? Uh, It doesn't... (laughs) It's douchey. (laughs) All right, so like I said, you're one of the uh, comics here in Portland that I've gotten to know, and I see you out and about, and I fucking love listening to you tell your jokes. So, um, you have a really great character, uh, Phil Douchman. Did you do Phil Douchman for um, Portland's Funniest? I did. You did. Okay. I don't think I got to see that. I've seen you at other, sh- other mics, but I didn't get to see that one. I don't think. Um, I, I think you didn't see did it I? there, but you uh, saw the video. I did see the video. I saw the video on Facebook. See, this is very hard because people will be like, did you see this? And I'll be like, well, did I see it live or did I see it on video? Was it tape or was it Memorex? I don't know. So I get, I'm sorry. I have a real shitty memory. I told Cam Strong yesterday, I was like, hey, man, I got to get you booked for Bless Your Heart. And he's like, you already did. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, at least we're... You didn't try and play it off? No. I meant for a later date, just for another... Like, (laughs) I know it's going to be so good. I want you here for the second one. Like, we know we're going to schedule the second one. That's what I should have done, but I don't think that far ahead. I mean, that's why I like comedy. Comedy is not off the cuff. A lot of people think comedy is off the cuff. And true, there are some, like, like, uh, crowd work people out there who are amazing. I can't do that. I cannot do that. Uh, nine times out of ten, the local comedians around here will tell me, say something to me, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, totally. And they're like, I'm kidding. And I'm like, oh, oh, I thought you really did rape kittens. I'm sorry. I had no idea. Sorry. And then I turned around and pulled that on Keith Cameron a couple of days ago. He said something, and I was like, well, what I'm trying to say is just get your dick out. I want to see it. And he was like, <laughs> he, you know that goldfish face, that b- b- it was great. It was. It, I wish we were recording. It was beautiful. So tell us. Tell me your. Tell me your journey. How'd you come to? Are you're not from Portland? I'm not. I am from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm sorry. 
I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Kidding. I don't know. Phoenix could be great. I don't know. It, it's just like any other city that has its pros and its cons. Okay. Yeah. That's actually part of you know, something that I, I realized when I moved to Portland. You know, first year I lived here, I was like, yeah, this city's so great. Second year, I'm like, this place fucking sucks. I hate it. And then now I'm just kind of like, you know, it's got its pros and its cons, just like anywhere else. Well, sure. <laughs> well, sure. You know what? I kind of went through the same thing moving out here. How long yeah. have you been here? Um, almost three years. Almost three. Okay. I, you went through that fast. I was, mine was more like two years. I was yay. And then two years I was like, uh, now I'm like, yay again. I'm not <laughs> yay, but I'm more like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I can live here. Just a shoulder shrug. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Portland. It, you know what? Do you get a lot of stuff about like, who is it like Portlandia? Do you get a lot of that from people back home? No, all I get is, uh, when are you moving back? When are you moving back? When are you moving back? <laughs> I don't know. That weather in Phoenix, Arizona, are you, do you even care for that? Uh, no, I, part of the reason why I moved up here is because it rains here. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Rain is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially here, rain is nice. Now, have you ever lived in Florida or Georgia or anywhere on the East Coast? No. I've been to Florida, and it just, like, Starts raining and about then four o'clock in the afternoon, and then just stops yeah. after a few minutes. I'm like, that's, yeah, this is dumb. Why are they doing this? <laughs> Torrential downpour, fifteen minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damon and I one time living in Florida, we were like walking from our apartment to our car, and it was probably maybe a half of a football field. And by the time we got to the car, a torrential downpour had come and gone and drenched us. There was no. It was like daylight, beautiful sunshine. Boom! And then, then we're wet. That's it. That's Florida. Yeah. If anybody ever wants to visit Florida, that's Florida. Now, I, Phoenix, Arizona is, it's on fire, right? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. That's what I figured. I figured Phoenix was just on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair assessment. There's nothing else to say. Well, thank you. You've been listening to Bless Your Heart. <laughs> but I, I want to uh, get back to Florida for a second. I was oh, there yeah. for uh, a weekend. And uh, apparently all I did was complain, uh, but the people around me just loved being around me because my complaints were just hilarious, I guess. I don't even remember what I was saying, but just everything about Florida was awful. Just it was too hot. It was too muggy. It was yeah. too dirty. <laughs> the people are shitty. Yeah, I can help you with that if you'd like. <laughs> I lived there, there for go. six years. That's why I know. So, but Well... Yeah. Wait, okay, so you've lived in Phoenix, Arizona. You visited Florida. Now, why were you visiting Florida? Um, there was this uh, convention thing I was going to. It's uh, yeah, it was like a weekend thing. Megacon? No, it oh. was um, not like any big known convention. It was um, it was like very uh, social justice related. So. Oh, Before okay. like it became popular, like now everyone's like social justice warrior. Yeah, because of Trump. And, like you're telling what me the hell? I was I was out there fighting the fight, and it's for years long and, before <laughs> Trump. But you're telling me there's a social justice warrior convention? Kind of. It's uh, more of like a has a lot of workshops and yeah yeah. But it's some weird yeah. They now, teach you how to do it. How to, uh, you know, if you're getting arrested by cops, because you got to consider that somebody's probably going to have a camera and taking pictures. And well, so, sure, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, do you want what to do? Uh, sometimes, you know, some people opt to just go limp. And make the, so it looks like the cops oh, are dragging. Oh, the two-year-old yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go. Yeah. 
Okay, so wait a minute. So you advise people on how to deal with police? I wasn't advising. I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you were just there for it. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I got the impression that you were there to be like, hey, this is how you handle this. I thought that's... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, I, huh. I wish. I would have like, told a lot of these people, like, what the hell are you... <laughs> no. Well, you know what? I'm going to say something that's probably incendiary, and this is probably going to come back and haunt me at like nine minutes and 37 seconds uh, on this episode, but I've had a great idea for a long time about what protesters could do. Um, because, you know, uh, I don't know if you've seen online, but the, the post for the Women's March for next year is coming out. People are starting to talk about that. Of course, everybody's ticked off about Trump. Um, what day is it? Oh, Thursday. Yeah, everybody's ticked off about Trump. And um, there's just all kinds of things going around. And they always talk about, like, going out and doing these protests. And I thought of something that would be perfect for protests. But at the same time, I'm like, if I put this out there and I'm about to put it out there, um, this might come back and haunt me. But do you know those, those flashlights that they advertise that are, um, they have, like, 2,000 lumens? Have you seen those? I think so. Late night infomercial kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I saw those in a late night infomercial and I bought one. I bought one to put in my car because it's just, it didn't seem like a bad idea. And um, so I got the opportunity to use it one night. Something happened. I had to pull over and I was looking on the side of the road and I had this 2000 lumen and I was like, wow, this is bright. And it occurred to me that if I had tilted my flashlight upward, I could blind people coming down the road. I could cause a lot of problems. Yeah. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't be allowed to have this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I can buy these for $6 on Amazon.com. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so what if a group of protesters had that at night? Hmm. What if you had two, three, 400 people marching down the street with 2,000 lumen flashlights all pointing in the same direction? Who would stop them? I mean, there's no law against it. No. There's no law against <laughs> flashlights. There is not. Uh, and if but it's I a piece, had to have it like targeted at something. So I mean, uh, like I could. But what if you're it. just using it to make a point? What if you just? What if the? What if your intent is to only point well, it at I mean, like one of, side of a building? I mean, you know, a lot of point protests are to you know make a make point. A point. Yeah, yes, exactly. And if I you mean, go through all the legal stuff, and everybody has a light, what do you? What's wrong with that? Hmm. Yeah, I'm entertaining this idea. I'm trying to mm -hmm. think. Like, well, let's see. Like, I mean, it's gonna go wrong. Let's, oh, let's yeah, absolutely. Be, let's be realistic. Oh, yeah. It's let's gonna go wrong. The, uh, someone's gonna call the cops, and cops are gonna show up, and and they're gonna get hit with this wall of light, and they're not gonna be see, able to see anything behind it. So they're gonna feel threatened, and they're not gonna know what's gonna gonna go on, and they're gonna open up fire on this group of innocent people. And then they're going to find this it, podcast, and I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time that uh, that the the cops open fire on peaceful protesters. No, no, it wouldn't. Uh, but, mm, I mean, I could see how I'm going to get blamed for this, but I, I don't know if you would get blamed. I mean, unless you're like, Let you me need just, to make the statement now. Just like uh, I'm yeah. not encouraging anyone to do this. No, but I'm, I'm just wondering hypothetically what would <laughs> what would happen. Yes, exactly. Hypothetically, what would happen? Like, I mean, it's not a bad idea for a woman or a man to carry a flashlight on them at all times. No, absolutely not. You need a yeah. You need a flashlight. You need a Swiss Army knife, and two hundred of your best friends, and you have a protest. 
oh no, I've added knives into this protest now. I'm really yeah, in trouble yeah, now. Just, uh, <laughs> in I was trying to help you out. I was <laughs> trying to help you out. Steve's but. like, this white woman's going down and I ain't helping at all. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, crap. I'm, I'm just uh, guilty by association now. I'm just You're like, like, I'm just a brown person in the wrong place at the <laughs> wrong time. No, I'm sorry. Steve. I'll end up serving years in prison. You'll just get like a fine. <laughs> no, that would be horrible. <laughs> I'm laughing because, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> They're going to blame me for this podcast. And it's like, it's my podcast. You're right. This is how it works in America, people. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, the world we live in, huh? Right. So on that uncomfortable note, what do you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> yeah, that... Uh Got to shift gear somehow, right? Yeah, well, we're gonna have to make a hard right turn. So let's just <laughs> let's just call it what it is. It's a hard right turn. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, well, <laughs> what were I, we like, talking we, about when we first came into this? Remember, I stopped you and I said, "Hey, let's talk about let's talk about that on the show." Uh, what it was? Uh, we were talking about comedy. We're talking about stories. You said you didn't have a whole lot in the in the line of story, or you yeah. said that you didn't feel like you were a good enough storyteller. Yeah. And I, I was like, "Do you want to talk about Phil Dushman?" Wait, I could talk about Phil Dushman. I uh, just following that, I, I feel reluctant to bring up the story that I I did bring. That. Oh no! <laughs> after the racist stuff, I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Zane Thomas in a couple of days, so it's probably going to get much worse, and he's probably going to leave really angry at me. So. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, it's just... Uh, the burning cross in the corner doesn't bother you? Nah. nah I'm kidding. You, know, you need light. You need... <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I write those jokes about having that the assumed racism, because everybody does. Do you know one of my best friends in California, actually, um, I walked up to her... Um, I lived in California for two years, and um, I was at a job for about three weeks, and about the third weekend, I walked up to this girl that I worked with, and I was like, hey, you want to go to lunch with me? I noticed you sit here and have lunch. I sit here and have lunch. Let's have lunch together. And she's like, oh, really? I thought you were racist. And I was like, why? <laughs> and she goes, because of your accent. And I was like, that's the only reason? And she was like, well, I didn't have anything else to go off of. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I mean, if you're raised in, like, Oakland, California, yeah. And you don't know any different, and you meet your first Southern person who moves out to San Francisco, California, and what was this? Was 1996? 96, 97, yeah. I can understand it. So That's why I write all my jokes the way I do, because I know I'm, I, that's what I'm dealing with. So what are you going to do? I'm sorry, I don't mean to... No, yeah, it's fine. It's an interesting story. I, I mean, I don't know the perspective of a Southern white woman, so you know, I'm like, <laughs> interested in listening. <laughs> so hard, Steve. Oh, my God. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you know, I have to figure out what time of the day I want the cleaners to come. I'm kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I will All kill right. our dead spots. Don't worry. All right. Wasn't worried. Um... Okay. Oh, I do. I worry about these things, sir. Oh, yeah, because it's your show. You well, don't have to yeah, worry about yeah. this stuff. I'm just a guest. I'm here, just like, I'm here sipping my water and my beer. Just like, yeah, yeah, let's have fun chatting. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have this beer. Well, here, this is what I want to know. I want to know, how did you come up with the idea of Phil Dushman and why? Okay. Okay, and explain Phil Dushman. All right, so uh, Phil Dushman, for those I don't know, you unfortunate few, uh, is a character who is always right he 
and not only is he always right, he tells everybody why they're wrong. <laughs> it's a great, great skit. Yeah. Like, even if uh, you catch him in something that's wrong, he's just turn it around. Like, here's why you're wrong. Here's why. Uh, a little catchphrase. Uh, how it came about was I was in this improv troupe, and uh, after the show one time, one of the shows, uh, I was having a beer with the uh, the producer of the show, the mm-hmm. runner the guy who did all the all the work, the heavy lifting. I just made people laugh, you know. We we're chatting about you know politics, the world, everything, and uh, no matter what he said, I would tell him that he was wrong. I love it too, and you could, and you always have a backup, no matter which direction you go. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's like, you have to do this on stage. So he cut out a little chunk of time during the shows after that, and just throw me up there to do the Phil Dushman character. Oh, no pressure. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, that's the best way to do it, I think. Yeah. Well, I told you about a character I'm I'm trying to do, but I've had no reason to like put it out there so I'm lagging on it so gotcha. yeah I, yeah it's probably good that your friend did that it's probably a good thing that he pushed you yeah. to do it because I've really enjoyed it so do you um my favorite one is I'm going to tell one of your jokes okay all right my absolute favorite one is uh which is is it which is worse or which is better Ch- having kids or which would you rather have which would you rather have kids or bed bugs and of course the first time you did it I hollered bed bugs yeah and then said, here's why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and if I had said kids, you would have said, here's, here's why, why you're wrong. wrong. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's really good. Now, how do you feel about character work? Now, um, you're one of the few people that I've met in Portland who likes to do character work. I notice most people just stick to jokes. So yeah. what made you, I mean, was it just him pushing you that kind of like, here, do it? And I, Actually, well, yeah, that's I got me going with the character. Mm-hmm. Um but actually, uh, when I first got up here, I did it a couple of times, and then I stopped because it's, uh, I don't know, I hit this wall. I just couldn't write anything for him, any new stuff. Oh, okay. So I put it, Phil Dushman away for a while, and then uh, time went on. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to bring this back. I like it, yeah. I don't know, Do you, are you one of those people, like, you'll pull a joke out, you'll, like, you'll think of a joke, you'll pull it out, you'll try it, maybe it fails, maybe it hits, but then you're like, eh, and then it goes aside, and then you come back to it later, is that one of, is that one of those cases? Yeah. Yeah, right Absolutely. on. Right on. Okay. Now, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, that is a great question. Did you start here, or did you start in I Phoenix? I started in Arizona. You yeah. started in Phoenix? Okay. Yeah. All right. I have a friend. Oh, I was going to tell you. I have a friend from Phoenix. Uh, for some reason, I think that was what we were talking about, like how nasty Florida and Phoenix. Because we were talking about being uh, me living in Florida and that you had visited there. Um, yeah, I have a friend from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. He lives here now. He got arrested in Phoenix and spent a couple of years. Yeah, people get arrested there a lot. Yeah, <laughs> under the reign of the, the, the guy who had the pink... Oh uh, yeah, Arpaio. Yeah, Arpaio. That's the name. Yeah, he was uh, under that poor under that uh, that poor guy was under Arpaio's rule, which is like yeah. Doesn't that sound like a like a history story? Arpaio's rule. Uh, Arpaio is Arpaio's. it Arpaio? I'm sorry, I'm Southern. I don't. I mispronounce everything. That's cool. It's uh. Mr. Morno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, one of the big protests against uh, 
Arpaio, uh, Zach De La Rocha from uh, Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, just clarifying, because I don't know if the, you're listeners. I'm a metalhead, so, but yes. <laughs> but no, yeah, but you never yeah, know about the he listeners. Yeah, and he, uh, he was giving a speech, and he kept, uh, you know, just uh, talking about Arpaio, but he kept saying Arpaio the whole time, like, should somebody, someone should correct somebody him? correct him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a... Um, I don't know. I mean, who cares? I mean, like, who, who was I thinking of the other maybe day? It's insult to injury? I don't know. I don't know if it's insult to injury or, ma- yeah, maybe he was doing it on purpose. Maybe he was doing it. He's just like, fuck you, dude. I'm going to say your name wrong. I have a friend here in Portland, though. Her name is Tanya, and her name is spelled T A N Y. And I pronounce it Tanya because I'm from the South, and it's Tanya. And she says I'm the only person she allows to call her that. Uh, <laughs> But, like, um, yeah, Southerners would say, like, uh, Fayetteville instead of, uh, instead of Lafayetteville, or Lafayette, they would say Lafayette instead of Lafayette, that sort of thing. So, yeah, the first time I ever saw your name, I was like, Steve Morneau. That's an interesting name. I wonder what that is. And then I met you, and I'm like, and then I think one of your jokes is you talk about your heritage and stuff. You're Mexican? Yeah. Right? Okay. Whew. Okay, I got that right on the first try. That was not cut and fixed. Okay. <laughs> um, it took like eight tries, you guys. Don't let her laugh. <laughs> first she said I was Finnish, and then she said I was like Cuban. No. She's like, Swahili? Swahili? Is that even a, or is that a language? <laughs> oh, I got to get Adam Passy in here. Or is it Posse? I don't know. I got to get Adam in here. He's a Samoan. I always yeah. think of that uh, that song by um, oh, what's the guy that wore the big fake banana nose? He was a rapper in the eighties. Uh, <sighs> Humpty, Humpty, yes, Digital. the Humpty yeah. dance. Yeah, that guy's like he says Samoans. I always think of that when I think of Adam Patsy, which is really strange, like some strange, weird connection, uh, triangle connection. And my brain works like that. I don't know how yours does, but I make weird connections. So. I make that connection, too, but only because I saw him doing the Humpty Hump, you know? <laughs> you saw Adam Pansy? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would no. be awesome, though. Okay, now I have to get Adam in here, and I have to make him do the Humpty Hump while he is here. Let me write that down, because <laughs> if I don't remember to talk to him about that, I have so much fun with everybody in this area. I should have started doing, like, comedian podcasts ages ago. I have more fun doing this. It's the only reason I go to open mics. I mean, I enjoy doing the comedy and stuff, but I love talking to you guys. I'm just scouting for uh, my podcast, like that one. <laughs> what kind of podcast do you want to no, do? No, I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. That is a good question. You know, uh, the you oh, you saw the Vault Dweller as we were leaving. Um, it's a friend of Christopher Boatwright's. He introduced me to him. This is this guy called the Vault Dweller. He does a show on our on our uh, network now. Um, in fact, this will probably come out before the Vault Dwellers episode, but the Vault Dwellers' new show, No Dog Radio, comes out soon. So, have to stay tuned for that. But uh, you know Christopher Boat. So yeah. So yeah. tell now, were you a, a hot box person? I've, I've been to the hot box once. Once, okay. It's it's a little inconvenient. I. Uh, I don't have a car or anything, so getting around by bus, it, it's kind 
kind of a pain in the ass, and there's that steep hill you got to walk down and back mm, up. That's true. That's true. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You come out to the spare room, though. Do you live out close to the spare room? Nope. No? How do you get out to spare room? Buses? Yeah. It's, oh, wow. It's like a two-hour trek. Oh, are you kidding? Where do you live, if Hillsboro. I can be Sunday? Oh, I do, too. Why don't you on Sunday, on those Sundays, start asking me and Damon Lake to well, grab I you? I don't know where you didn't. We live in Hillsboro too. <laughs> well, until we move. We're talking about moving. Well, I'm offering you now here live on pre-recorded pre-recorded radio. radio. <laughs> yes, thank you. You you saw the the wheels turn in my head. I'm like that doesn't sound right. Um, yeah, yeah. Ride with us. That makes sense. Where do you where do you live in Hillsboro? Oh, we probably shouldn't say that live on pre-recorded radio. I'll, I'll give a general vicinity. <laughs> Because I'm, I won't What's be your address and your phone number? And yeah, What's your what was your security, security number? <laughs> <laughs> that was the next one. Yeah, was, uh, I'm over by Shoot Park. Mm. Okay, I'm off baseline. I mean, I've kind of, um, I don't know about you, but ever since I started doing podcasting, um, I started doing podcasting about 12 years ago. And uh, I had one of the fans from the first podcast show I did contact me once. And he's like, hey, is this you? And then he sent me a picture of the front of my house. Mm-hmm. That's not creepy at all. No. <laughs> my address. He gave me my exact address and phone number. And um, he was like, I was just wondering because I found this online. I was talking about, I was thinking about dropping by and saying hello. And I was like, hey, don't drop by and say hello. Don't do that. Wait, no, I don't know where you found that. You should probably leave that person alone. I don't know who that is. <laughs> So now I've just kind of gotten to the point to where I'm like, I, I, I actually go, to, I, I have like an alarm system and shit on my house because I'm like, if people are going to find me, they're going to find you. In this day and age, they're going to find you. So, yeah. yeah. Who was it? I saw some famous person online the other day who was saying, please don't drop by my house unannounced. It, it, and I think it was a comedian, if I remember correctly. I have no idea. I saw, yeah, I saw a news story not too long ago. So it was some comedian who was like, please stop coming to my house. And I'm like, yeah, don't do that, people. Like, if you're listening to this, don't go to a stranger's house. I was bugging a, a comedian to interview here for this podcast. And, like, he doesn't know me. And he's coming from out of town. And I'm like, come through my pie. I'm, like, stalking this guy. <laughs> so I'm a professional stalker now. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I do. All in the name of entertainment. Uh, you got to figure out there's got to be a way to make money. I, uh, uh, this is it. This is it. I, that's the uh, answer to the riddle. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> no, this is, this is not the answer to making money. This is the answer to following your favorite stars and comedians. Uh, like, I can stalk them now and call it following up. But, <laughs> but before it was stalking, before I was doing something gotcha. professional, okay. now that I'm a comedian and I do a podcast, it's following up gotcha. so right. so i followed up with you when i sent you those 54 emails about coming in and doing the podcast yeah so okay <laughs> so <laughs> aren't you glad it's in a public building <laughs> yeah but knowing my naive ass i would have just walked into like your house like with, full of booby traps and everything like, doo, 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 doo. okay let's do this podcast <laughs> and i just sit down as like some kind of sharp object flies <laughs> over my head <laughs> Hey, you, you have a knife over there. Yeah, that's <laughs> the a, oh, <laughs> oh, there was a movie. Um, Tucker and Dale's something. Tucker and Dale. Oh, uh, yeah. The uh, it's the uh, one. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's two guys that are in the middle middle of a horror film, but they don't realize they're in the middle of evil, horror. Yeah. Yes, Tucker and Dale versus the evil versus evil. Yes, yeah, that sort of thing. Like, why is there a knife that just flew over my head? 
I've, I've thought about, um, I've told, I've said many times, like, when I dress up and I look really, like, decked out, I look like the woman who, like, you know, you're being chased by the killer, right? Killer's, like, behind you with a knife. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, and you're going down that road, and you're knocking on doors. Every house you come to, and finally a door opens up, and there I am. And I'm like, come in. What's your name? Steve? Steve, come on in. Steve, close the door. Close it. Lock it. And you're like, oh, shit, there's 17 locks on the door. Thank God somebody's trying to kill me. And you're locking all the locks. And then when you turn around, I'm standing there with a with a big, giant butcher of a knife. Like, hey, that's that's how I describe my look. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's like, well, I've got to go now. She's blocking the door, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> she has the Adams family tattooed on her arms. Yeah, the original psychopaths. The original Slytherins. I've always said those are the original Slytherins. So. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, are you creeped out yet? Nah. No? Nah. Okay. Yeah, you can take me. You're bigger than me. You can take me. I'm not I'm not I'm not practiced in any special martial arts, so and and, uh, and you don't have numbers on your side, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I have nobody to help me out. I'm all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I have the birds. The birds are with me. This is an interesting room, isn't it? It is. It is very interesting. I think people saw it um, a couple of podcasts ago. Damon and I did one live marriage survival boot camp, Uh and we did it in here. So I think people got to see the birds. Yeah. It's a little Resident Evil-ish in this room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm glad you understand my aesthetic. My aesthetic at home is um, uh, 24-7 Halloween. Nice. Yeah. So, Hey, I'm thinking about having a... I'm actually thinking about having like a tea party for like all the lady comedians in town. That should be fun. Or a disaster. I'm not sure which it's going to be, but... I I take it I'm not invited. (laughs) What kind of of lady parts do you have? Uh, I have an X chromosome. (laughs) <laughs> the, okay, fair enough. You know what? I think you've beat the system. <laughs> I think you've beat the system. I think you were correct. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah, winner. All right. You're invited to the tea. Yes. So there you go. You're in. <laughs> but the only comedians, male comedians that get to come are the ones that make that argument. So you're so probably going to be alone. So uh, you guys, hopefully she... Airs this before she has her tea party. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to this one and I'm gonna air it afterwards, just so every Damn dude it. in town Spite. can be like, "Why was Steve, Steve Morno the only one there?" So no, I'm kidding. Moreno, I know how to say it. No, I didn't. Still said it wrong. Nope. Say yeah. it again. Say it. It. No. no. Say your last name. Moreno. Your last name. Moreno. 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 Kind of like how you want to say it, Moreno, just. Instead of saying no, just spell out no. Just like more no. That's eh, close enough. Moreno. Moreno. Okay, yeah. All right, that's good. Moreno, yeah. That's like me telling people my last name. It's it's ga- Galaxy rhymes with galaxy. It's that, yeah. Sorry about that. I don't no mean worries. to be an asshole, but yeah, I'm okay. so in my own head. Do, uh, do you ever think about that? Do you ever think oh, about being in your own head? And the oh, fact- I am in my head all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's what it is that people are complaining about now. Is that just everybody's in their own head all the time now? Um, I don't know. I mean, do people complain about that? Because 
Yeah, they complain that nobody communicates with each other anymore and they don't talk to each other and that they don't recognize each other's needs and like wants because they're too much in their own... See, I don't know. I mean, people have been bad commuter communicators prior to, you know, new technologies that have kind of helped us keep to ourselves more. Yeah, but, you know, I also have friends, too, that will, like, when people talk about, like, you know, oh, everybody's just stuck in their phone all the time as she checks her phone while I'm talking. Um, I'm that interested in you guys. She's like, I'm just going to look at my phone. Oh, fuck <laughs> this guy. No, I'm this just like, making sure it. that my, I'm making sure my parking isn't. Um, but seriously, uh, my friend, I think it's Zeb who always posts um, the thing where it shows, like, the all the guys from the 1930s sitting on a commuter train and they're all reading the newspaper. Nobody's talking. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. It's just a different version. We've all, we always look for reasons not to talk to each other. Yeah. I just think people now are a little bit more in their own heads, like more of a reflective thing, like how they're, how they are communicating or not communicating what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Probably a little to the point of uh, being neurotic, but you know. (laughs) Are you more comfortable on stage than you are like face to face? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people uh, find out I'm a comedian. Outside of this, they're like, "Really, you, the guy that's just so awkward and quiet to himself." Now, see, I have the opposite problem. I'm the loud, boisterous person that when I tell people I'm an introvert and I don't want to be around people, they go, "Really, you?" Isn't that funny? It's 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 such a it's such a why is it because I read a book once about like how we don't really show what we think we're showing, you know, and it's it's a it's a really weird thing is like uh, people are like, really, you and I'm like, yeah, really me. I'm super, super shy. And like and they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, well, what you're seeing is my defense mechanism. I've learned how to um, just over talk you. And if I'm nervous, which I've talked through this entire episode because I've cut you off. (laughs) No, that's fine. I, uh, and which I don't mean to do, no, yeah, but part of your personality, yeah. You know, yeah, and you're a quieter personality. Yeah. I mean, you know, my husband's a quieter personality. Um, I think that's kind of why I don't really just go and do podcasts. I don't podcast on my own. You're like, what kind of podcast would you do? I'm like, uh, one where somebody else does all the heavy lifting. I don't know, <laughs> like somebody <laughs> who's doing very chatty, and then I can just interject and. They bounce off for them and kind of thing. I don't because I'm kind of like this twenty four seven. Except when I'm on stage, you know that's where I'm. You're most, most animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I think it's because we don't really get anybody. Like the conception is, is that nobody's going to talk back to us. Like we have the stage. That's I, it. Makes it a little easier. I mean, people talk back, but not with words. If that makes sense. I think for me, it's the power dynamic. Like uh, Johnny Carson said uh, in an interview, because he is very much quiet, withdrawn, but you know, on stage he's Johnny Carson, right? Um, and he explains it in this interview. Uh, it's a power thing because when you're up on stage, you're in control. They're listening out to you. When you're in a one-on-one situation, you know that uh, playing field's leveled. You know exactly. Yeah, and it's harder. Yeah. Because when you're, well, I think, too, when you step out on stage, I mean, it's, it's understood you're in control. I mean, you could lose the crowd, no, no oh, doubt absolutely. about it. But, but they're willing, to, but for some reason, I mean, I guess it's just the dynamic of the situation that people in the seats are willing to say, okay, I'm going to let this guy take the reins. And if you do it, 
even moderately okay. Most people are willing to go with you. Yeah. yeah. You ever a, lose a crowd on stage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I recorded... Like, my phone was literally three feet away from me, and I recorded just the audio from, from an open mic. You can hear the clicking in my throat from three feet away. That's how quiet it was. <laughs> wow. I lost that. I never had that. <laughs> it was horrific. It was horrific. How about you? Oh, yeah. What's your worst? Um, let's see. When I very first started out, uh, I was getting heckled all the time. Uh, one time, like this, that must be a dude thing. This, uh, yeah, this guy in the crowd just at the bar because it was not an actual comedy club; it was just in a bar, and just guy just yelling shit the entire time. Hmm. And it was an audience of two: as him and his uh, his lady friend. Wow! <laughs> so the only two people in the bar, and half the bar is yelling at you. Okay, there was a third person. It was my brother. So okay, thirty three percent of the bar <laughs> filling. <laughs> And then, uh, like, right when I get off stage, my brother's like, you want me to fuck him up? You want me to fuck him up? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a good brother. That's a good brother. It's horrible. It is horrible. <laughs> I don't know how... I Well, I'll tell you. I... I draw. I, I I've been talking about this for two weeks. I know people are tired of me talking about it, but I'm so excited about it. I can't stand myself. I discovered on stage during Portland's Funniest that you can suck the air out of the room, and I mean literally kill a joke. Like the premise to the joke is so bad that no one even takes an air. They just sit and stare at you. It was so quiet, and. At that very moment, I for some reason I had confidence in the punchline that was coming and I knew it was going to kill. And I didn't recognize until it happened the, the difference between that sucking the air out and the punchline, the, the space between those two items were so big. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. And so it was, it was a moment where I was like, I have a new weapon. <laughs> like it's like how do I use this so now that's I've been obsessed with it for two weeks like how do I do punchlines that that scare people so bad that it just scares them into pure silence and then hit them with a punchline that it's even mediocre will make them laugh because they're so relieved it's not as bad as they thought yeah yeah that's a that's beautiful that silence sometimes so you know it's so great it's even better than <laughs> their reaction because at that point you're like they're listening. I could say anything right now. I yeah. have them. <laughs> yeah. Have you done that? Have you been on stage and you're looking and you're looking down and you have all these little mooned faces just looking up at you like, oh, what are you going to say, Mr. Moreno? It it actually kind of freaked me out one time. I was uh, on stage and like I was mid story. It was, it was not a great joke, but I just stopped. And you just hear silence. I'm like, and then just break the tension. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. Yeah. That's one when people, I don't know about you, but when people ask like, wow, how do you do it? How, how are you so brave? It's that. It's being able to get that, that moment that it's like it's yeah. so worth it. Even if it's just a giggle. If you can break that silence with a giggle, oh, it's beautiful. Or if you can break that silence with a groan, I don't know about you, but I love a good groan. Yeah. 
When I first started, all my jokes were just groaners. <laughs> <laughs> I'll live for those. I'll live for those. I live for dad jokes. I've always been a really bad joke teller. I've always oh. loved really bad jokes. So this is really dumb career path for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love it. So well, I don't know. Like bad like dad jokes. They're bad like more of the uh, like. Ah, uh, he said that. That's a you know, kind of like a. Dirty oh, that's messed kinda. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now let me ask you. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but of course the listeners don't. But now, how was your? Do you have a limit? Do you do you personally have like a, like do you think oh. in your head I'm never gonna go past this? Um, I don't think so. I mean, no? I never. You you, know, you don't have any limits on yourself. That's good. That's no, good. Yeah. That's hard to find. That's hard to find. Um, you're probably not going to be surprised at this, but most white people have a lot of limits that they put on themselves. But I notice that anybody who is um, from any other nationality other than white American, it, it can be any kind of brown American or brown anything else, people are like, yeah, no, I have no, only white American." <laughs> They were just like, I can't talk about racism, you know, just that same. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a lot of uh, material. I I wish I could do more, but it just doesn't land very hard. Uh, Isn't with, that funny? With, yeah, yeah. Do you do you think it lands better with comedians, or does it just not land good? Um, I don't think it just has that uh, punch because some of the stuff I want to do is talk about. You know, like how my heritage, well, also informing audience, like uh, I have this quasi-story I tell of, uh, so I had this friend, she wasn't really the the brightest, okay, so mm-hmm. she came up to me one day after uh, class, this was back in college, she said, uh, listen to what I just learned in uh, my Chicano studies classes, did you know that uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, Chicanos that don't know how to speak Spanish because back in the day, the uh, the teachers would just beat them for speaking Spanish in the classroom. I'm like, oh yeah, actually, uh, uh, my parents didn't learn Spanish at home because of that, and that's why I don't speak Spanish. And then she just looks at me and goes, really? Why don't you speak Spanish? Because you just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... That was my, yeah, uh, it just doesn't, it's yeah. Like a great comedic story. No, but, <laughs> but, but you've got to, but see, but the thing still, about it yeah. is, is yeah, you want to find a way to tell it because um, I don't know about you, but I sit and rewrite stories. I have a lot of stories I want to tell. Like, I, I should just steal your thing and just like, after the, you don't speak Spanish? How come? Like, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could be like, look, I'm not Southern, but bless your heart. Yeah, definitely borrow it because you have per- full permission from a Southern woman. I'm telling you. It's it's crazy. People are nuts. It's 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 a weird thing because I have found that there are jokes that I can do that are in front of other comedians mm-hmm. that if they laugh too hard, I have to notate in my head. I have to go, okay, the comedians laughed really hard at this. There's not a civilian person that's going to like this. They're going to think it's the most horrible fucked up shit they've ever heard in their life. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? It was at Kelly's. I told a joke at Kelly's. It's a real simple joke. I say that when I was in high school, I used to date black men. Of course I did. I was a short, flat, uh, short fat, white woman with a racist daddy. It makes... 
Because what what is the yeah. common common thought yeah. on that? White girls date black men to piss their daddies off, right? So that's the whole joke. The comedians love it, but every time I tell it in public, like especially here in Portland, people are like, "Oh, I can't laugh at that. That's racial." Like they're like, yeah. mm. "Do you get that? Do you see?" Especially when you're telling jokes about like your heritage, and people are like, mm, "Can't laugh at that. That's racist." Yeah, <laughs> I have to. Uh, I have to throw in other jokes that I've written just to, to signify, let people know that I am uh, Hispanic. You know, it's, right? Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna. This is this is God's truth. I've wondered about this forever. Do I get you to may call not you be able. Afterward? No. What's that? <laughs> do I get to call you racist afterwards? Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> if you want to, because <laughs> I have always been very honest about who I am. I have honest questions. I really, seriously, have no hate in my heart for anybody uh, other than people who have personally wronged me. Those motherfuckers, I hate. <clears throat> Otherwise, I don't give a shit. Um, you know, and it's one of those things. So here's the whole Spanish, Chicano, Latin, like that. And you know what? And I have a friend named Andreas who I was just talking to him about, like, some Spanish stuff. Because I actually have a joke I was asking about, like, the Spanish words for it and all that. Like, what? what is the tie down on that? Is it, like, if you're from Mexico, you're Mexican, of course, right? If you're Puerto Rican, you're Puerto Rican. That makes perfect sense. But are you Latin? Are you oh, that's Spanish? Are you Chicano? Are that's you... A, you know, that's a huge uh, question that there's no this or that answer you know it's it's I, awful and i, I don't really like, want to know so i don't offend anybody but yeah yeah yeah, yeah no we we need to like get a council together and just you know like take a make vote a chart. Right, we're this yeah <laughs> make a chart put, yeah. put pictures you know like if if your brown friend looks like this they're this if your brown friend looks like this they're this <laughs> if your friend is this white <laughs> If your friend is this white, they're racist. So there you go. <laughs> no, seriously, but but yeah, there's uh, there's no right or uh, answer to that. Uh, there's no one single thing. There's there's uh, arguments against all of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm sure. For uh, yeah, the uh, what do you call it? The what, Hispanic, you know. Technically, just most people don't know this. Even most Hispanic people don't know this. That Hispanic comes from the island of Hispaniola, which is uh, Haiti, uh, Dominican. Republic. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, a lot of people that term gets thrown around and just used ubiquitously, and right. Of course, know, change, language changes and yeah, takes on new meanings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even oh. uh, Chicano. Was way back in the day was a racist term. Now it's not, and now that's more of people who are of Mexican descent but are Americans. So uh, let's see, it Latino, and then there's a whole introduction of the Latinx or whatever because the X at the end instead of the O, which that it's just dumb. <laughs> I don't. I I know some people are for it because you know they're like it's sexist to say Latino. But Spanish, I don't know if people know this or not, is a different language than English. No. <laughs> uh, 
so technically, you mean <laughs> Spanish is not just English words with an O ended on the end of it? Basically. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> All as long right. as we're clear. Right. Yeah. The. Uh, it's like pig Latin, but just with those at the end. The gender neutral. Uh, Spanish has a gender neutral words, and it's Latino, and you know, Latina is if you're speaking specifically about females. Yeah, or uh, one specific female. You'd say Latinas for you know, oh, okay. plural of yeah. them. Uh, Latino for guys or not specific. Mm, okay. So to put to swap out the O for the X, you're uh, you're basically imposing an English thing onto the Spanish word. And my biggest gripe with the Latinx thing or whatever how you pronounce it, because you're adding an X uh, to a, yeah. after a consonant, so it's. I don't even know about this. I'm going to have to go look this up after this. Yeah. Uh, my biggest gripe is, you know, besides the whole proper Spanish, you know, yeah, gender neutral one already existing is more of a, you're trying to be less, you're trying to be more inclusive, trying to, you know, undo this whole uh, patriarchal thing, except Spanish and Latin those are colonizers. So you're still imposing that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and, okay. you huh. know. Wow. <laughs> well, you're, yeah. you're totally neglecting the whole uh, Afro influence into so many of these different countries and different yeah. you know, backgrounds, these nationalities. Yeah. And even the more like uh, native groups in that area too, because when I used to work at Fantasy, like the majority of the employees that worked there were uh, Mayan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. how crazy of a like that's a very specific group of Spanish or, or Mexican people as the Mayans, because that's yeah. kind of in that area. But yeah, yes. huh? Interesting. You're, so you're totally neglecting that whole aspect of your cultural huh. heritage way. Still, kind of keeping to that mainstream, so there's no, yeah. Hmm. And you're second generation? Um, no, actually, uh, I'm like third or fourth. Oh, okay, all right. So your parents. See now, Damon is a second generation off the boat. His mom, his grandparents are German. Um, actually, they weren't. They came from Germany. But then we found out years later they were actually Russian and Romanian. So his grandmother's ru- uh, Romanian, his grandfather's Russian, and then his mom was born in Austria. And his, uh, they came to the States when she was, like, two, three. But Damon didn't learn any German. Like, they, like yeah. when they got to the States, it was like, you're going to be an American, and you're not going to know your own language. And, like, Omi never talked in German, and, like, Aunt Karen and, and Damon's mom and them always talked in English and stuff. It's crazy. It's, I... It's funny. I understand why people would want to go someplace and be like, we're going to fit in. Like, this is home. This is where we want to be. This is where we belong. We need to mix in. But at the same time, I just don't see the purpose of losing all your your heritage stuff. I just because how much better off would he be if he knew German? I mean, he'd probably be better if he knew Chinese, but we'd all be better if we knew Chinese. But I mean, those are our new new overlords, but. Mandarin or Cantonese because there's no actual Chinese language. Sorry, I'm, I'm that, Mandarin. I'm no, 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 you're very, right. Uh, <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. I would go Mandarin. I would go Mandarin over Cantonese. Actually, if you wanted to be, if you want to be truthful, I would go Mandarin over Cantonese. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember which one's the more uh, 
date language because that's whatever's going to be taken over because the Chinese government kind of controls. Yeah, well, they're going to, yeah, they're going <laughs> to control us every. They're the one, you know, the Chinese government. I uses. really wish I knew some Chinese right now so I could be like, hangwa or whatever it is that I, that was totally racist what I just did. So that, that was totally racist. Totally. So, um, yeah, uh, so I could say goodbye in Chinese. So that's what I was trying to do. And I do believe it's close to something what I said, but I'm not positive. I have so no the, idea. So because <laughs> I'm not positive on the pronunciation, it's, it's racist. Right? Is that is that the new rule? Are we making a new rule? I, I am not making any rules. I'm okay uh, but if I don't you make a rule. <laughs> I'm the white person that go make all the rules you want. I'll follow them. Whatever. Well, I'm not going to you know speak for another group of people. So I mean, <laughs> you don't want to speak for all Mexicans because I'm I'm totally willing. Well, to I mean, you're, we're ta- you're asking me about you know. <laughs> Uh, Chinese, started. yeah, you did. <laughs> you asked me about Chinese, and I'm like, you, you, did I pronounce it? I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> You're I don't like, speak Chinese. I don't know any Cantonese or anything. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We're at 53 minutes. So uh-huh. probably this episode will be somewhere around 45 minutes after I edit all the weird shit out. So all right. Especially all the weird racist shit you said. I'm going to take know, that right? out because I'm worried about your career. But Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I like you. No, seriously. So what do you want to end on? Uh, let's see. Oh, they just cut the AC off. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. They're kicking us out of... Yeah, out of here. Like, we'll sweat them out. Get yeah, that's <laughs> right. You're going to stay in work? You're going to sweat. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll end on this fun little story. Because um, we're, we're talking about race and ethnicity and nationality. So... In school, this guy sitting next to me, he turns to me, he's like, so what, what's your nationality? I'm an American. And just go back to working on whatever the hell I was working on. <laughs> and he, he's, he's like, all right, now, but what, what's your nationality? I'm American too, uh, but I'm also Mexican. And I'm like, oh, do you have dual citizenship? He's like, no, I'm, a, uh. <laughs> he's like, but what's your nationality? I'm like, I'm an American. The guy gets... More and more flustered, he was like, "So, so where were you born?" I was born here in Phoenix. And just go back to working. He's like, "What's your nationality?" I'm an American. God damn it! Who are your people? <laughs> He's uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. So where are your parents from? I'm like, "Where were your parents born?" I'm like, "Oh, they're they're born here in Phoenix." And just keep going back. He gets more and more flustered. And he's <laughs> turns to me. He's like, "Where are your grandparents from?" Like, oh yeah, <laughs> they're they're born here in Phoenix, <laughs> San Diego, actually. <laughs> and he's like getting living. He's like trying to break down. He's like, "Okay, so I'm Mexican, but I'm also an American." I'm like, "Oh, dual citizenship. That's really tough to get for some people." <laughs> <laughs> and then this poor girl who's just sitting adjacent to this, she's like. He's trying to fucking ask what your ethnicity. He's just too stupid to say the word. That's amazing, Steve. So I turn and look at her. I'm like, yeah, I know. And just go back to work. <laughs> You've been listening to Bless Your Heart on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. 